And you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning on Faith FM with myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, Monica. We've got producer Pete just getting it done mm. on the on the decks. And uh, doing a great job. We were just reflecting before we came back in, guys, like really, it's the best soccer game I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's just that, that. On Saturday night, that World Cup game. Oh wow! If if you haven't been watching the Women's World Cup, it's now your time. Support Australia. Watch them get this thing done. They could win. Like they're coming up against England, the European champions, in, in the semi-finals. My my sister has tickets. Oh really? And I'm so jealous. Like now, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was going to watch it on TV anyway. But after that quarterfinal game, oh incredible! Listening to the Breakfast Show this morning. Let's have our next quiz. Quiz number four for today. Uh, oh, let me have a look. Haman saved King Xerxes' life. True or false? Haman saved King Xerxes' life. Of course, the answer to text, if you know the answer to that one, is zero. the number to text, 0491-064-669. Our station number, again, it's 0491-064-669. It's great to see people texting in correct answers this morning. We have some text messages here. Firstly, from Margie talking about this the, me up I love so this. Much, I love this talking about the uh, the, the Elon Musk, you know, gr- the grudge match uh, with uh, with Mark Zuckerberg. Sounds like those men are like two little cocky bantam roosters, which is <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's so true, Margie. As soon as you sent that message, I cracked up laughing because that's the, like the imagery of two little like roosters getting all worked up and having a little scratch in the chook. I was like, that's exactly what Zuckerberg and Elon mm-hmm. looked like in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. They're just roosters that are two little bantams, rich, richer than me. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very, very wealthy. Uh, we also got a text from Braden. This text is wow, professional. And in the case, and in this case, amateur fighting is such a stupid profession. Amen. As are the people who watch it. Amen. Taking enjoyment out of watching people getting hurt, Amen. I believe, gives an insight into their character. I a hundred percent agree. And this is for me the baseline. Like, first of all, why would you do it as a fighter? And second of all. Like, it wouldn't be a thing if people weren't watching. If no one was interested in watching that, it would completely die off because, you know, money makes the world go around. And I, I completely, this is why I refuse to watch that kind of stuff because, I mean, sure, like, you know, it has like a history of, you know, the history of boxing and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, these people are destroying themselves. Mm. Like, just look at the modern sports science in terms of what happens to the person's brain with concussion and all that kind of, I think it's actually just really revolting. Like, to me, this is, this is like, Exactly the same as when they had like gladiators who fought to the death. That's for right. Human entertainment. And I just, I just, I, I can't fathom that we think it's all right to watch people basically kill themselves, like mm. not as quickly as a gladiator, but you're still taking steps towards death for the entertainment of yeah. humans, and it, it makes my skin crawl. So yeah, for, I really agree with you, Brayden. For someone like myself who is a sport enjoyer, mm. um, I, I love. The idea of like the nobility of sports, um, and you know the sense of like like when you see Elliot Kipchoge run a marathon under two hours, like right. it's incredible. Yeah. You know when you yeah. see um, whatever those like I, I don't I'm not really well versed in the world of surfing, but when you see one of those surfers like yeah. surf one of those mm-hmm. huge pipes, and it's like that's incredible. Like you see feats of the human body that are just you know uh, uh, what's his name. I've almost said Elon Musk. Usain Bolt run a yeah. nine sixty one on the hundred meter. Like it's it's incredible things, and and I think in the world of combat sport, and hear me out, there is that 
there is a sense of nobility, particularly in the area. You know, you look at whether it's uh, wrestling, you know, the, 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 the kind of wrestling that do at the Olympics, not mm-hmm. like WWE, but like the wrestling or Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, where it's about grappling and whatnot or, or sumo, whatever it may be. And it's like there is like this feat of the human body where it's like, wow, this is amaz- amazing that people are able to, to, to do this. But there's a reason why none of those sports are as well known or making any of the kind of money as the UFC or boxing. And it's because people aren't almost dying. Yeah. And and that's the difference. Like like Brayden just said, it really speaks about our character. That's right. Or like fencing as well. Like fencing is so cool. Like, have you ever done fencing before? I've watched it. I've watched it. And and, you know, you've got your moves and you've got your, it's like, it's, these are sports or, or like even, you know, you could say things that are kind of adjacent to that. Like, for example, like t- like archery at the Olympics or when they do target shooting, like with the over and under yeah, shotguns and they, they, the clay targets. And it's like, it's a sport where there is this nobility of being the best. Yeah. But where the money is, unfortunately, is people in the cage killing each other. Which Because humans are intelligent enough to come up with alternatives. Like, we don't have to be watching that. In fact, in, in my opinion, like, I, ref, I personally refuse to support any sport that has, um, co- like, contact. Like, anything like rugby or you know, the football where you get, like, all concussion and stuff. I, I, I won't watch that anymore. I won't even, like, pay attention to it. I just... Mm. I think it's a travesty that we're doing that to other humans. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think this is the issue. Is like, but then you ask, like, oh, surely as humans we can come up with something better. But this is the thing that's that seems to be what the people want. Just in the, as the same as it's like, how could any I think Roman getting... family hang out in the Colosseum? How is the Colosseum like the most? the most viewed most popular sport in rome well but we did we did manage to get rid of gladiators so there's no reason why we and i think people yeah, are but no, getting, they're just coming back i think it's people are getting form. smarter about the long-term effects of sports injuries i think like mm. in the recent years there has been a wave of awareness about what mm. what actually happens to athletes at the end of their careers and and, and on into their retirement years mm-hmm. and you'll actually see like a lot have did i send you that the 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 clip of the youtube video where it had like old advertisements from the, the 80s and 90s that didn't weather well mm-hmm. and one of them is a bunch of sporting guys and uh and then like the reason it didn't weather well is because they all have now like concussion related um, yeah. mental illnesses so, yeah absolutely yeah. oh it's it's huge particularly as you brought up rugby league earlier there was that movie Concussion yes, yep, about yep, the NFL yep. and all of the the, the brain blowers within the industry. That's the right. Who are saying this isn't good? The brain issues there as well. So what we see is like in these sports and and even like I was a motorbike rider um, and motorbike racing. You could say isn't a contact sport, but I I have friends who died racing motorbikes. Yeah, like right. it's 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 injury, and so then it's well there are people who have died from heat stroke out you know mm-hmm. running or whatever it may be. So there is this inherent risk which people take on, but then it's like, again, you ask, what's the purpose? And you said that, oh, you know, we know so much more about sport now. You know, we know so much more about how it affects uh, the body and, you know, how these concussions and, and whatnot, like, and even like, say, basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. Like, we're in the off-season right now of the NBA. I'm, like, keeping up with the trades and whatnot. It's, it's like a hobby of mine. It's something that I'm personally interested in. I like watching. I like playing basketball. On Saturday night, I play basketball. After the Women's World Cup, a bunch of us went down to the auditorium. And we played some basketball. It was really fun. But then it's like, you know, you see, like, like Lonzo Ball 
He's a 24-year-old basketball player. He's like uh, maybe my age or a year older than me. Probably never walk again properly because of the, oh. the damage that's been done to his knees from mm-hmm. playing basketball. And so then I see that, okay, although there is this nobility to sport, people who who have a sporting career, it seems as though, you know, again, and it's so impressive what they've done, the feats of the human body, but then they've sunk their whole life into a hobby that ultimately takes everything from them. I have to, you know, I have to admit, Sport really lost its its um its it, like its its its. I was no longer enamored really with any kind of sporting after the whole thing with Lance Armstrong really blew up. Wow! So, to me, like it, it was like a loss of innocence. I was yeah. like some guy who can basically build his entire branding image on being drug free and and achieving these incredible feats. Like how many times did he win the the like seven, seven time champion? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, and yet he was drugged to the hilt the whole time. Yeah. And now, like, seeing you know, these little stories creep out every now and then about, you know, Olympic swimmers. Like, you'd think swimming was such a clean sport. And, like, you have, like, guys who, like, they have their, their blood taken for their pre, pre-race drug test and they smash the bottle so they can't be tested and they still get in the pool and they still win gold. And, like, to me, like, I've... I've lost interest in yeah. sports, not only because the I think it's The Iron Curtain women, yeah, if, you, exactly. if you know about that, the and 80s now, and like, the 90s. And now, like, the gender fluid stuff. Like, to me, I'm like, it's not yeah. even real anymore. Like, how can you say that's a feat of the human body when we know that they're all, like, jacked they're up juiced. on stuff? Like, yeah. it's, to me, I'm yeah. like, it's, it's, I've, I've lost so much interest in sport. Like, it's not even a blip on my radar anymore. And, yeah. and you know, I'm going to paraphrase this quote that I heard from Pastor David Ashrick when he said... Um, you know, God created so many things for us, for our enjoyment, for our pleasure. Um, you know, and and yet we love to go muck around in the filth of the earth. That's where we like our, you know, our interests lie in like wow. the grubby stuff of of the world. And wow. it just oh, it makes me sick to my stomach because it's so true. So Absolutely, true. like you just said, the money is with the people killing each other. And this yeah. is the point: we know about how sports affect us more than ever, but yeah. we're still we're going that direction. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And I think even further than that, if, I, if, I, if we look at, again, it's, you said oh, we, we now have an understanding of how sport affects us, mm. right? Dude, in the Roman Colosseum, how did sport affect you? You died. Everyone knew what dying was. Like yeah, people yeah, didn't know what right. long-term onset CTE was, but yeah, people knew right. that if you fight a lion and a bunch of other people, lots of people are going to die. And people understood what grief and loss was back mm. then. We, we know that clearly. Yet people were engaging this in this anyway. Yeah. And so it, it, you know, it's a tough position, and it's a tough position I find myself in because I have an interest in these things. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I think that exercise and being healthy is something mm. that is fantastic and sport is a way to facilitate that. Dude, going and playing basketball in the gym, playing vo- I am just yeah. a volleyball fiend. Like, I love volleyball so much. Even though I'm not that good, I'm like, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was on Saturday night. I was switching those two courts running. There was a basketball court and a volleyball court and would switch between each one. And there was just a massive group of people. It was kind of like a social with all the community in that area all getting together and playing these sports. I was like, wow, this is so... And we did it till late in the night too, till like 9, 10 p.m. And it was like, wow, this is like so awesome. And people hanging out, people spending time together, exercising. I felt healthy. I, you know, walked back to my auditorium, you know, uh, sorry, my uh, dorm room. I had a shower and I'm like, man, I feel healthy. I feel good. And I had mm. a great day the next day because had those endorphins released, all those things. But again, I think it's... This is the thing. It's like professional anything. 
professional sporting, it's like, okay, all these terrible things happen and all these can get because people push each other to the limit. But professional banking. Yeah. It's like fraud galore. So true. Like whenever there's money in it, it's like oh the 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 education industry. We're right mm-hmm. now. We're seeing agendas. We're seeing all kinds of awful things coming out of that area. Hey, even church. Yeah, hey, we didn't we not story. just do a story mm-hmm. about how the way that money can affect people in mm-hmm. church and lead people to do just the most awful and terrible things? Let us know what you think. Hey, 0491 I think it's very clear that we need to lift up Christ. We're actually going to be doing a Bible study about this. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. And let's read some verses. Oh, I think we're right on topic this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, if you can read for us verse 22 to 24, uh, if you can get that for us, Monica. This is part of our passage this week, verses 22 to 24. Uh, actually, read... Read 20 to 24 if you can get that for us. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Mm, I love this so much. I love this concept of newness of life. It is one of the greatest promises that God has given us. And without it, like life would be and the life of a Christian. And I think the life of many Christians, because they don't receive it here. And this is what Paul is advising them to do is to actually receive new life. Many Christians and just many people don't receive that. And as a result, they stay in the filth, you know, as you said before, and we could bring up many Examples, even like biblical examples, you know, I think one of the famous ones um, of recent time has been the example of like Kanye West, famous music artist, Uh has his conversion experience in 2019, one of the like most uh, decorated, critically acclaimed winners of all time in terms of uh in terms of grammy nominations then they're like i'm only making christian music from now on i'm a christian my wife kim kardashian is a christian we're gonna raise our kids christian and but you could see you know still holding on to sin still holding on to a direction in life that was not in accordance to god's will as a result he's now divorced like he's divorced, he's lost his kids, he's like cancelled, like all this stuff, you know, ter- like terrible things going on uh, in his life as a result of not putting on Christ, not becoming new, not having that experience of change. And we have this great need for this. Let's read verse 17 to verse 19 in Ephesians chapter, in Ephesians chapter 4. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Mm. Wow. Wow. It's, God is really here. Paul writing this book inspired by, you know, God. I like that it precedes like the, the one about, um, you know, the new life and, mm-hmm. and put on the new man because it's such a message of encouragement. Yeah. Like when you really think about it, like, aren't you sick of yourself? Yeah. And then God gives you the promise that you can wow. be a new man. Absolutely. Like you really think about like who you are and how you're so shackled mm-hmm. to your sins that promise of, of being renewed in the spirit of your mind is just so encouraging. Absolutely. And it's not in a case in which like, hey, you're okay, but do you want to be better? Yeah. 
And it's like, well, no, I'm all right. You know, it's my one of my dad's. This isn't a saying that my dad came up with, but it's one that he said all the time. It's like, join the revolution, you can drive a Mercedes Benz. And it's the idea of like, oh, you know, usually when there's mass movements towards things and mob mentality, and it seems like a good thing, but what if you want individual freedom? Uh, and it's like, oh, what if I want to drive a Land Cruiser and I don't want to drive a Mercedes Benz? Like, God isn't offering something marginally better. Like, hey, you know, you can live a pretty good life in sin, but you could live a better life with me. It's like, no, you are completely deprived of all goodness and happiness without him, Amen. without without what he can offer you. And I think maybe you're listening this morning from a background that isn't faith-based, and you're thinking, oh, well, I've got some pretty good things in my life. Really, every I think every Christian who has had an experience with Christ can testify to the fact of how much freer they are, how much better their life is as a result of following him. And again, every Christian would testify not from good to better, but from, but from hurting and broken mm-hmm. and sinful to content and whole and full of peace. You know, and, and this is what God has to offer us. And we are in absolute need. You know, look at, look at some of the things being listed out here. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to all uncleanness with greediness. It says here that they're blind and they're ignorant. And you can say, well, if you're blind and ignorant, how can you charge someone for that? Mm. Yeah, how could you how could you charge someone for for being blind and ignorant of of what's true? Like, you know, how could you tell a blind person that they're not living up to snuff because they can't drive a car? You know, it's like, well, what are they going to do? Is they're, they're they're blind? Like, how can you charge them with that? They didn't choose to be blind. But what this is actually saying here is that's exactly what happened. It says in verse twenty three, uh, sorry, in verse sorry nineteen, it says, "Who being past feeling." Previously, they had a heart. They had a conscious conscience that was feeling. It was open. It was. They felt bad when they did something. They wrong. felt bad when they yeah. did something wrong. But then, having given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, and we see this process happen here. We have a decision to make, honestly, where we either go down the route of choosing to be renewed by Christ, choosing to have a conscience that is, that is, you know very sensitive to sin and thus we make decisions that are in accordance with God's will or we can go the other direction which is to grieve away the Holy Spirit grieve away the Holy no Spirit feel his, his, you know, his that's violence, right you know. no longer be led by him this is the position that we're in and this is the thing is that many of us have unfortunately taken steps to go down that direction and this is where verse 20 to 24 comes in this is the pro- the promise that is made that hey you can be something different you can be something new you can be something more than yourself but have you ever gone through like a great transformation in life you know, just in, in any aspect, you know, maybe it's been a... I went blonde. You went blonde? <laughs> hey, I can see that right now. Actually, I saw a photo of you. What year is it from where you, like, shaved everything off? That was 2006. Wow. That was a great Back in the day. So that, that's, <laughs> a minute. <laughs> that was a, a great transformation. Yeah. You know, where you change. I, I can say the, the big one for me in my life, I, I don't know, I've shaved my head, but I'm a guy, so it doesn't make a huge difference. The big transformation that I went through was... Uh, Going through puberty. Like, <laughs> oh, of course. Of yeah, course, yeah, right? Yeah, no, but I regardless. remember there was a, a lady who I knew uh, in, and I met her in 2013, 2012, 2013, and this was my kind of like just 
almost reaching puberty kind of thing. That kind of era, I was like 13, 14. And then I saw her again in 2015. I was 17 years old. And I'm like, hey, it's me. It's Lawson. And, th- and this person literally looked me in the face. <laughs> I knew them. I'd spoken to them many times, looked me in the face and said, you're not Lawson. <laughs> I'm like, yes, You're I am. It's like, but you look completely different. I'm like, well, that's yeah, that's kind, of, that's, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM this morning. And Monica, you are going to bring us our final quiz before the three book draw coming up Lush. very soon. Last true or false, here we go. Mordecai was promoted to high office, second in rank only to King Xerxes. True or false, let us know. Send us a T or an F. Mm -hmm. Mordecai was promoted to high office, second in rank only to King Xerxes. 0491-064-669. Of course, our prize for this week, Preaching from the Grave, Story of Faith from the Rwandan Genocide by Fiditis Naidayum Gabe. You said before, we're doing a double prize this week, and it's because we did no prize last last week. So we're making it up to you guys. And But it's kind of like a quadruple prize because we've got three that we're giving out. We're spinning Mm. the wheel Three times. Hey, 0491-064-669. Mordecai was promoted to high office, second in rank, to only King Xerxes. Is that true or is it false? I love it how we just give statements and mm. we don't have to worry about giving away the answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the best. Got a couple of text messages here, Monica. Money makes people horrible, the necessary evil. And it's kind of... It's interesting, hey, because I guess there won't be currency in, in heaven. But when, when someone like makes that assertion, like money makes people, but like the idea of the necessary evil, because mm. it's kind of like we, we need money and things to be able to live and to trade. I guess if we were all like individuals and subsist, like subsistence farmers or something, I guess you could get away without participating in currency. But then it's like, do you have the ability to do everything that you need to be completely self-sustainable. And that's like the fantastic thing about community is like, you can have the guy that grows the beans and the guy that grows the strawberries and the guy that, that, uh, you know, does this and does that. I've actually been down this conversation topic so many times recently with friends who want to go completely like off grid and and completely self-sustaining. And the problem they always come back to is that in order to reach the point where they're completely off grid and self-sustaining, Costs a lot of money. It costs money, <laughs> and you need to have skills. Like first, you got to get there, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's right. Yeah, and it's it's ultimately it's just a skill issue. It's like just, a snake that eats its own tail. That's right. So, but that's the thing. It's like money, the necessary evil, because it's right, there are things that uh that God has given us that are good, but then become evil because mm-hmm. of sin. Like uh, the we prime are the example. problem. Money is Sex. the problem. We are the problem. We are the, we are the problem. It. Let's be. We are the problem. Braden also wrote in. He said. But I think that was the point. Society has idolized these sports stars. How many of them have left their faith to pursue glory in sport? More like fame and money. No sport can be said uh, that it draws people to God. More likely, especially team-based sports, often creates rift um, rifts mm-hmm, among us. Mm-hmm. Sport encourages people to win at all costs, yet the Bible encourages us to put others first at all costs. Look, I that's think, incredible. Yeah, that's it is really... so true. If you think about the the role sport plays in like in society and what it does, it doesn't do anything edifying. Yeah, I think the only good thing for, about sport is when you yourself participate 
in it yeah. as a health conscious like, mate, move. Playing around a croquet up at Lila Shells, so man, much fun, like right? incredible. Playing around a cricket on the beach. Dude, throwing throwing a footy ball in the waves, like like there's so many awesome memories that I have of being a kid. Or oh, the classic one, whenever I smell a mower, like speci- or a whippersnipper, like specifically a two stroke whippersnipper, because they they mix the oil with the fuel and it has a different smell about it than like a regular thing. I get transported to being like seven years old and riding around the backyard on my KTM 65, my little dirt bike with my dad. He had this WR250 doing laps around the backyard with him and him telling me what to do. And then I ran into my granddad's car on the motorbike and survived, which was good. But, um, but like, yeah, I, I immediately, I get transported back to like childhood memories, like bonding with my family. And it's like, we're participating in a sport together. We're exercising together and doing like this awesome thing. But I, I love the point of this. It's that how many have left their faith to pursue glory mm-hmm. in sport. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately when anything becomes an idol to you. And sport absolutely can, especially if you're in the industry. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, it takes your whole life. I, I know this because of my experience as a sports person. Yeah. It takes your whole life. And so because of that, hey, it, it does cause divisions. And so we need to, yeah, we definitely need to, you know, hold up the Bible, you know, Hold up God's word and put that first. Got some correct answers coming in through for the quiz, guys. Your final opportunities to get in. Just covering a little bit more of Ephesians chapter 4 as we uh, close out our Bible study this morning. We're talking about transformations. Amazing transformations. And, you know, you talked about hair. I talked about puberty, which is pretty funny. I just, I still can't get over that. Like this person just saying like, I didn't recognize you're you at all. You're not lost like, enough. <laughs> like, I had pretty similar hair, like everything. And I've had people who have not seen me from like when I was way younger to when I was way older know who I am. But this person was just convinced, like, you're not lost. And I'm like, yes, I am. That's exactly why. How do you not know who I am? I just want to say, especially with that whole transformation thing, do you know, I, I think this, the, the single hardest thing for humans to do is to change is themselves. Is to change. Like anyone who's ever like tried a diet or an exercise oh, regime knows exactly what I'm bro. talking about or tried to learn a foreign language or something. Like having to change the way you think and the way you have your habits and the way you do things is the single hardest thing. It's not climbing a mountain or lifting heavy weights. The hardest thing to do is to change yourself. And this promise of transformation, amen. Mm. Like That's got to just spell hope in your heart right there. And maybe you are sitting in a position this morning where you are thinking like, oh, well, there's things that I want to change, but it doesn't seem that I can. You know, it seems that I'm always fighting this battle that I can't win. And like, I I think something that I've talked to a lot of people about is people really struggling with having a consistent relationship with God, Mm. saying praying consistently, reading the Bible consistently, these kinds of things. And I've definitely, I've been in that position as well. Like I'm a convert to the church. I didn't grow up in the church, became a Christian six years ago. And within that time of six years, I've kind of become like experienced enough in the Christian world that I, I, I can relate to everyone. I can relate to the new person coming in, but I can also relate to the seasoned Christian because that's what I myself have become. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely gone through seasons where I felt like, oh man, I, I just, man, I'm, I'm tired. I, I don't want to wake up and read the Bible in the morning. I just want to sleep in. I just want to, I just want to go and do something else. I'd, like why I, I don't want to be disciplined in this area and it feels so hard to be. But I started praying this prayer 
I started praying. I'd lay in bed and I'd be like, I don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to pray. Like, oh, mate. And then I'd go like, but Lawson, you have things to pray about. I'll go, man, I just, I don't feel like I can do it. And I used, well, I still do. I'd lay in bed and I'd pray, Lord, give me a desire to read your word. And just Mm. a switch would just flip in me. It was weird. I'm like, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit this morning and give me a desire to read your word. And all of a sudden it was like, I, I felt like, you know when you know when you like drink water after mm. doing sport, yes, and it, it or especially when you like drink it out of you know when you have like bubblers at school, uh-huh. and you drink water out of the bubbler, and it's like it's the best tasting water you've ever drank in your life. I have it's like you're coming back to life. Vivid memories <laughs> yes. running up from the oval uh-huh. at school after yep. lunch and just sitting over the top of the bubbler, and I just couldn't get enough yeah. in me. I'm like, yeah. this is the best tasting drink that I've <laughs> ever had ever. Like, um, you know. Like Sprite was not on my mind. Like (laughs) I was, I was into water at that Uh point because I felt like I needed it. I literally had that feeling about reading the Bible. Like all your cells. Like I'm like, I need to read the Bible right now. And if I don't, I feel like there's something wrong with me. And it's because I prayed that prayer. It's like in that moment, I think God works. You know, but that transformation, it's not just for reading the Bible. It's for our whole life. It's for the sins that we face, the battles that we have every single day. And also, I bring up reading the Bible because it's something that we participate that transforms us. The Bible mm-hmm. says, by beholding, we become changed. If you want to have that experience, guys, I, I implore you this morning, ask God. He's wanting to do that work in you. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and you are joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, and we've got Monica with us this morning, and we are going to be... It's, it's just time for, for the, to spin some wheels this morning. It's time to, time to get it done. Listening to The Breakfast Show, now, Monica, come to the time where we're, we're going to spin the wheel. Are you ready? I'm so ready, baby. Okay, so let's spin that wheel. I believe it's this button. It's not, it's not, it's not any of those buttons. Hold on. There we go. There we go. The wheel is spinning. And we have the first winner here. We've got Michaela winning the prize yeah, for this week. Michaela was actually in here. Oh, well, she counts because she answered the questions when she wasn't here. She was doing work experience here on The Breakfast Show a little while ago. So shout out, Michaela. All right, we're going to spin the wheel again. Here we go. Just keep spinning, spinning. This is great. And our second winner is... Kayla, congratulations, Kayla. Uh, and we'll spin one more time as I just pull the wheel up here. Here we go. So we'll spin. There we go. And our last spin for the week. Here we go. Our third and final winner for this week. Congratulations, Deanne. We have our three winners, Michaela, Kayla, and Deanne. For this week, congratulations, guys, on winning the prizes. Well, the prize, which is three of which, which we are giving away, Preaching from the Grave, that amazing book. Now, hey, 
Fantastic work. Mm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Sorry for having to bear with us until Monday this morning. And uh, let's oh, What get- a great way to start the week. Absolutely. And we're going to be having a, the rest of our quiz happening right throughout the week. Let's uh, let's get some answers for the quiz this morning, Monica. Yeah, so our true and false about Esther. Let's go through them. Esther was brought to King Xerxes in the 10th month. That was true. King Xerxes ruled 127 provinces. Also true. Mm-hmm. Esther's name was also Hadassah. True again. Haman saved King Xerxes' life. That was false. It was not King Xerxes. I mean, it was not Haman. It was Mordecai who saved his life. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai was promoted to high office, second in rank only to King Xerxes. That was true. And that was because he saved his life. Yeah, that's right. It was it was Mordecai who saved the lives of, well, it was Esther who saved the life of Mordecai from Haman. So mm-hmm, it's a little, right. a little bit, a little bit jumbled on that one, but mostly trues here. Yes. Uh, that's very generous. False. That's right. Very, very, very generous this morning. Of course, the book of Esther, just amazing. One of the books that I believe wasn't represented in the Dead Sea Scrolls, but it's oh. so, it's so interesting. Hey, because then it's one of the more, like books in the Bible that is is has like a very high level of historicity, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that you know the the names and the areas that it's giving uh, real places we know the, the real king who was living during a time you know that is within time that is recorded you know it's not outside of recorded history but right there so really powerful stuff fantastic great work for last week and this Monday as well guys and remember to stay tuned throughout this week because we are going to be giving you know more and more questions and having having an amazing prize in a draw at the end of the week Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. This morning here on Faith FM. And that was Kemi Ogendi with Winter. We have come to the end of our show, Monica. And this is kind of a a goodbye. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like hopefully temporarily, but <laughs> yeah. but this is the last time you're going to be joining us both as a, as a host, as a fill-in, mm-hmm. because you are moving far, far away. Yeah, I'm heading down to the south coast of Taz uh, on Thursday, and I will be gone uh, until April next year. So, wow. Sayonara, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, I, you know, usually I'd make a joke at this time and I would say, ah, good riddance, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but, you know, I'm, that's genuinely saddening. I, I'm, I'm really bummed that you're going to leave us. Yeah, I mean, I'll be back. You know what I mean? I always come back to something. Well, you know, all, all <laughs> roads, <laughs> all roads, and, and by roads, I mean like roads of life, all lead back to the, the wonderful, the amazing Newcastle. You know, we, we know, uh, how incredible, how incredible Newcastle is. And so, you know, you'll probably, probably yeah, end up, yeah. end up getting back here. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and, you know, send in some love for Monica, send in some text messages and some, some thank yous to Monica and the work that she's done. And hey, just before we go, I'm giving away something absolutely for free. He Shall Lift You Up, How God Makes Us Ready to Live Forever by Jim Ayer. If you want this book, 0491-064-669. Again, that's 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
Jesus guide uphold you with the sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we